We made it. The Republic somehow endures for another miserable year. This is 20 Questions Tuesday, the podcast where one guy asks another guy 20 20 questions questions for America. America. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. Happy America birthday! Happy America birthday! I have one at America. Yeah? Yes. How are you? I'm good. good. How is America? Hot uh, and sticky. But, Dave, I've come up with something to combat. Hot and combat. sticky but Ew. <laughs> Hot and sticky. However, I've come up with something to combat the heat and the stickiness. And save America once and uh, for all? Possibly. From herself? Oh, the only thing it needs saving from. Am I right? hey oh hoi hoi Okay, what have you made to combat the hot stickiness that lives deep within the bowels and butt cheeks of America? I refuse to make this not gross. I made a tonic. A tonic. That will soothe our ills. Literally, I made tonic syrup. You know tonic water? Like what you would put in a gin and tonic? Yes, I know it well. So that's uh, that's a carbonated beverage flavored with like a sweet syrup that has quinine in it. Okay. Right? So I just made, so we have fizzy water already. Uh, I just made the flavoring syrup that you would add in whatever proportion you like for tonic. To make tonic water. Wait. So what what does that even mean? I mean, what does that consist of? So tonic water, right, was invented as like a, an anti-malarial tonic. It was literally a tonic. Sure, by the um, British in India. Uh, yes, although I believe tonic water comes... Uh, it's its made of chinchona bark, which is from, I think, Peru. Uh, it's a its a bark that has this anti-malarial effect. Okay. Um, but it's very bitter, so you'd mix it with sugar and make it into a sugar syrup, and then mix it with gin, because that would make it even more palatable if you could drink it and be drunk. Right. Um... But chinchona actually has a very interesting flavor to it. But I found this really neat recipe. I don't even on... know what the flavor is. It's 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 bitter. It's bitter and complex and kind of woody. So as I understand it, uh, modern tonic water has such low concentrations of quinine that it's no longer effective as an anti-malarial. So I assume that means that it has very low concentrations of whatever the thing is that you put in it to give it quinine. Oh, this had quite a bit of chinchona bark in it, actually. Well, right. Your homemade wood. But not like the stuff you buy off the shelf. So, this one's really cool because it has the chinchona bark, which I just got from... You remember that apothecary? That weird apothecary on on Lincoln? Mertz? With all the glass jars? Yeah. And all the weird homeopathic crap? Well, they also have all sorts of wonderful barks and tinctures and stuff for making tea and making extractions of stuff. Do they have, um, what's what's the thing I'm thinking of? Slippery Elm? Probably. I just like the name Slippery Elm. What does it do? Uh, it's, uh, the bark of the Slippery Elm tree, and it's, uh, supposed to be good for your throat. There are oh. all kinds of singers who, like, swear by Slippery Elm lozenges. Gross, but cool. Yeah. So this tonic water has lemongrass and citrus peel and chinchona bark and a bunch of other different flavorings. It's really complex and cool. Uh, hmm, and so I have awesome. been drinking that uh, sometimes just with a little fizzy water, no gin, and a little bit of lime juice just as like a... It's really refreshing. I don't know. Something about drinking something that's a little bit bitter and very cold 
when it's very hot out seems very refreshing to me. Much more so than drinking something that's like a little bit too sweet. That just makes me mm-hmm. feel all cloying and gro- cloyed up and gross. Yeah, if I drink something that's too sweet, especially when it's hot, I immediately just want water. You know? Like if I drink really sweet lemonade, I'm just like, okay, I've down this glass of lemonade. That's supposed to be refreshing, but really I feel like I just need to drink a glass of water now. Sure. As well. So, most important question. Mm. Have you developed malaria yet? Not yet. So it's working! Hooray! So that's what's up with me. I understand you have some very important news. I have utterly critical news for our listeners and the world at large. I'm ready. This, ladies and gentlemen, is a piggy bun update. (gasps) Previously on 20 Questions Tuesday. Uh, I told you guys all about dim sum and how we saw these piggy buns. They were shaped like adorable piggies. So Jenny, my girlfriend, and I went out for dim sum the other day. We went to the same place, and I had, of course, told her the legend of the piggy buns. So we were also spending the whole meal, like, looking around and investigating all the carts, you know, like, craning our necks over to see if there were piggy buns in any of the carts. And if you've been following us on Tumblr or Facebook uh, or any other social media, you may have seen my post uh, in which I uh, in which I posted a picture of the piggy buns. And when I was looking for the picture, I discovered that those piggy buns are not in fact filled with pork, as one might expect, but they are dessert buns filled with uh, black sesame paste. Ooh, delicious. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking around for these piggy buns. We totally don't see them. They're not at any other tables. So eventually we get to the end of the meal and we call, call one of the hosts over and we explain the piggy buns. <laughs> Do you guys have those? Is that something we can order? And he said, oh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I'll go back in the kitchen and check. Ladies and gentlemen, they were out of piggy buns. No! To be continued. Dun, 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 whoa, dun, whoa, 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 whoa. That's a terrible place to end the update. Nope, that's it. Oh. Because there's nothing more to the story. The story is we went back and we tried to get piggy buns and we couldn't get piggy buns. But god damn it. I swear. Did Jenny like Golden Unicorn? Uh yeah. Yeah. So she liked you'll it. you'll go back probably? Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean I I always like going back there. David, that's, if you don't eat those piggy that's buns That's my place. If you don't go there and get piggy buns, like, you're dead to me. I stand before you now, my soul bared, and I swear on my father's sword. Yes. I shall taste those piggy buns on my lips. You know, you say sword like that, and that just means your father's front lawn. Yeah, my dad doesn't have a sword. He does have a front lawn. That's true. It's a nice lawn. Yeah. I'm being accurate. Yeah, okay, fair. So that's the piggy bun update. Dave, are you ready to play 20 Questions Tuesday? Pff, heck yes. All right. I swear on my sword that this will be awesome. Let's go over the rules. Oh, you have a sword? Yeah. I, uh, you, got some, you got some sheep out there? Yeah, they're grazing. Adorable. Yeah. Rule number one. I will think of a thing. Rule number two. David will ask only yes or no questions to narrow down the nature of the thing. Rule number three. If David exceeds 20 questions, the game and reality as we know it is over. No more than 20 questions are permitted. Rule number four. If David correctly guesses the thing in fewer than 20 questions, he wins the game. 
and we all get to live for another week. Rule number five. Stars and stripes forever, but polka dots and stripes for sometimes. Are you ready? I'm ready. You may ask your first question. Question number one, David. Yes, David. Is it made of rocks? <laughs> it is not made of rocks. Is it a living creature? Uh, it is not a living creature. Uh, question three, is it man-made? Yes. Question four, is it a household object? Uh, yeah, sure, it's a household object. So it's something, is it something that I am likely to have, like, in my home, in my apartment? This thing specifically, absolutely not. Uh, but the type of thing that it is, yeah, for sure. Hmm, is it, um, is it some sort of, uh, utensil? No. Do you use it to make something? You do. Do you use it to make a food item? You do not. Do you use it to make hay while the sun shines? You do not. Uh, do you use it to make knowledge? Yes. Uh, is it a microscope? It is not a microscope. Is it, uh, do you have to plug it in? No. Uh, is it mechanical at all? Nope. Can you hold it in one hand? Absolutely. Can you put it in your pocket? Yes, under normal circumstances you could both hold it in one hand and put it in your pocket. This specific thing about which we are speaking, you would not want to do either of those things. Because it's on fire. No. Because it's really hot. No. Because it's really cold, and it'll turn your hand into solid ice. Oh, so close. No, not at all. Not even close. Somebody will shatter your hand with a hammer. No, no. I think there's a movie where that happened. I don't know. I went to the Liberty Science Center. They did that with, like, a tennis ball. (laughs) Sprayed it in liquid nitrogen, and they just dropped it on the floor and shattered. That sounds awesome. It was fucking great. I was like six. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen. Literally. Where's the Liberty Science Center? Oh, the Liberty Science Center. It's uh, it's like a children's science museum. Uh, it's just across the river from New York City on the, on the New Jersey side of the Hudson. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the Liberty Science Center because it is within view of the Statue of Liberty. Gotcha. It has, I don't know if it's one of the first IMAX theaters. It was certainly the first IMAX theater that I was ever aware of. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it, let me tell you, that IMAX theater freaked the shit out of me as a kid. Oh my god, I remember the first time I saw an IMAX movie, I got so disoriented and so scared. Yeah. Just, yeah, oh man. So bewildering. My sister, for some reason, so, um, this IMAX theater was built into the building such that a big part of the building is this, like, golf ball-style dome around okay. the building, and the interior of the dome is the is the IMAX screen. Uh, so, but you can actually see it from, like, outside the building, you know? And so for some reason, my sister referred to this IMAX theater as the butterfly in the ball. She was, like, four. Okay. So we're like, okay, we're going to the Liberty Science Center. We're going to see an IMAX movie there. And she's like, oh, we're going to see the butterfly in the ball. Nobody knows why. <laughs> we definitely never saw any IMAX movies involving butterflies. That's awesome, though. There was a ball, though. And we were in the ball. So, you know, six in one hand, half dozen the other. Maybe Rachel had just read, you know, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly by Dominique Bobby at the age of four. I mean... She does have a darkness deep within her. Sure. So maybe. Okay, so under normal circumstances, I could put it in my pocket, but under the specific circumstance of this scenario, I do not want to do that. 
Correct. Okay. Uh, is it... I mean, you might. I wouldn't, because I'm not an asshole. Is it a body part? Like no, no, a no. Like we, a fake arm? No, we established that it was like a, a common household object. Well, the, that you, you could put, that if you you're could. missing an arm, then a fake arm is a common household object for you. Sure, but m- most people aren't missing arms. Whatever. Furiosa is missing an arm. That's all that matters to me. That's true. Okay. Uh, is there a particular part of one's home that you would normally find this in? Sure. Uh, is it normally found in, uh, like, a bathroom? No. Is it normally found in a garage? No. Let's see. Is it heavy? One of these is quite light. Is it like a sheet of paper? It is a sheet of paper. Okay. Cool. So definitely used to create knowledge. Yes. So it's a sheet of paper. Is it a specific kind of paper? Like... Uh, it can be. Cotton? Rag? I don't... I don't exactly know. Parchment. Like, could you put it in a printer? Is it like an 8.5 by 11 sheet of standard letter paper? No, it is not. Hmm. Is it old? Yes. Is it unreasonably old? What's unreasonably old? More than... Hmm... A thousand years. No. Okay. Does it belong in a museum? It does belong in a museum. I should say that it's not its not printer paper, right? Like, it's not an 8.5 by 11, but it was printed. Uh, is it in any way related to the recently passed holiday of Independence Day? Oh, perhaps. So, it's a copy of the Declaration of Independence. It is the Declaration of Independence. Wait, the Declaration of Independence? Yes. Like, the original one. Yes. Okay. So it is the actual, legit, straight-up motherfucking Declaration of Independence, America forever, number one. Yes, that is the that is the scenario. So something is going on with the Declaration of Independence. Yes. Is Nick Cage involved? Nicholas Cage is not involved. Thank God. Uh, okay, and there's some reason that you don't want to touch the Declaration of Independence. I mean, uh, I mean, in the present, you wouldn't want to touch the Declaration of Independence. I want to touch it. Are it's you a kidding? Fragile do- You're an asshole. Well, with gloves. That thing is a national treasure. Trademark Warner Brothers. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Um, but no. Uh, okay, you're you're telling me if you got to go to where do they keep it? It's in the uh, is it in the National Archive or is it in the Library of Congress? I think it's in the Library of Congress. You're telling me that if you walk into the Library of Congress and one of the curators is like, hey, dude, put on these gloves. Do you want to touch the Declaration of Independence? You're going to say, meh. I wouldn't say meh, but I wouldn't just ball it up or make a paper airplane out of it and shove it in my pocket like some common printer's devil. Okay, no, that was not what I was suggesting at all, and you know it. I would not wipe my ass with it. Good? <laughs> like, good? <laughs> I'm glad? No, I'm saying, like, if you were given the opportunity to, like, hold it. Uh, wearing gloves? Sure. Yeah. But not with my horrible, like, No, not with your fingers. gross grease hands. Sure. With all of their acids. Ugh. And secretions. Gross. 
listeners, David's hands have a lot of secretions. It's true. It's weird. But great. When I shake hands with you, I remember it. So. We're talking about the Declaration of Independence. Something is happening to the Declaration of Independence? Sure. Is it something supernatural? Does the Declaration have powers? No. I mean, you know, beyond, like, in the legal sense. Beyond the legal sense, the Declaration does not have any supernatural powers, supernormal powers. Okay. So it can't, like, talk. No. Uh, Looking at it doesn't turn you into a bald eagle. (laughs) You know me too well, but nope. Is this something that has actually happened to it ever? Yes. Okay. So something is happening to it. It's something that has happened to it already in the past. Is it like the signing of the Declaration of Independence? It's not the signing. It Should I give it to you? The stamping of it. It's the ratification of it. Okay. It's the thing that happened on July the 4th, 1776. Got it. So something is so so the Declaration of Independence is being ratified on right. July the fourth, seventeen seventy six, uh, by the Second Continental Congress in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. But something is different. Okay. Does George Washington have hams for hands? He does not. Damn! I really thought I was close <laughs> with that. I really thought that was going to be the censure. Nope. Okay, something is different. Uh, does somebody sign the document who did not historically sign the document? Everyone that historically signed the document has signed the document, including, uh, what's his name, uh, Button Gwinnett. Right, including Button signatory. Gwinnett. Hardest signature to get. Hey, that, that's like a little poem. Button, Button Gwinnett. Gwinnett. Hardest signature to get. Does something happen after it's signed that's weird? Nope. Something happened before it's signed? During, you know. Okay, so during the the process. ratification process. Something happens. Something is different. Is it something that could plausibly happen in reality? Absolutely not. It's not something that happens. It's something that is. It's a past continuous it's it's a a state it is it is a reality which has always existed in this scenario and correct. will continue to exist correct in perpetuity so the event the thing that happens is the ratification followed by the signing of the declaration of independence but, but the- there is a circumstance which is different correct everybody is bears no oh but very close okay i legit like, the thing about Washington, uh-huh. I was joking about being really sure that that was what it was. Uh-huh. That time, I was legit sure that I was going to cut right to it. Well, you kind of did, but you haven't guessed what sort of non-bear animal everybody is. Yeah, okay. God so everybody's not bears. <laughs> are they eagles? No. Uh, are they something patriotic? Uh, that depends. Turkeys? No. A.K.A. Ben Franklin's pick for the national bird. <laughs> I prefer to call them the Franklin Eagle. I like that. Yeah. Is that a is that a real thing? Did somebody try to coin that ever? Uh, I don't know. Let's, go- let's I Google want that it. phrase. The Franklin Eagle. Uh, no. All right, new coinage. Turkeys. Franklin Eagles. From now on, write it down, everybody. Put it on the money. Uh, okay, so it's. 
But it is uh, an American animal, uh, which is to say an animal that is indigenous to the North American continent. I don't really know how to answer that question. The This animal family has been found all over the world. Oh, okay. So the answer is yes, but also indigenous to elsewhere. Correct. Um, is it a mammal? It is not. Is it a bird? No. Is it a reptile? Uh, technically, I think. Technically a reptile. Is it an aquatic reptile? Uh, no, it is not an aquatic reptile. Okay, but it is technically a reptile. Wait, 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 Mm. wait. Mm. Are all the founding fathers dinosaurs? Yes. (laughs) Ha ha! A specific kind of dinosaur. Oh, okay. Uh, They're all a specific species of dinosaur. Are they all T-Rexes? They are not all T-Rexes. Are they all Triceratops? They are not. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to get stupid. Is this a cool dinosaur? Totes. Is it r- totally radical? Yeah. Is it Velociraptors? It's Raptors. Raptors! It's Velociraptors. See, I was, okay, so what I was about to say when I said we're going to get stupid mm-hmm. was I was about to start getting into dinosaur classification. Sure. Uh, I was going to ask you if it was an Ornithischian or a Saurischian dinosaur. It's Saurischian. Is it? Yeah. So everybody's raptors. Specifically Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. The Velociraptors depicted in the movie are a different species of raptor. Right, called Deinonychus. Which I don't think had been named at the time they made the movie. Uh, No, they were called... Or they it had called... been named and they decided that Velociraptor was a cooler name. Right. So they're just like, we'll take this other name and we'll stick it on this, this dinosaur. Actual Velociraptors, teeny tiny little guys. They're like the size of like a big chicken. Right. A Deinonychus is only a, a little bit bigger. Um... I guess I was technically thinking of a Utah Raptor, because Utah Raptors are like seven feet tall. Yeah, those are the ones that are like what you think of when you think of raptor-sized dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody's raptors. Everybody's raptors. Did I get it? That's it. Yes! David, what was I thinking of? You were thinking of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, except all the Founding Fathers are raptors. That is correct. <sighs> David. Happy America. David, you son of a bitch. You know Happy me way Happy dinosaur too well. America. I have to start making these more complicated. That's the key. The key is to include so many different parts that even if you guess one crazy ass thing immediately, you still have 20 things left to guess. That's how I do it. And that's why our friendship is slowly but surely dissolving into a pile of goo. Speaking of piles of goo, let's go over to the Scoratorium. Hooray! So, it's been really hot here in Chicago. Uh-huh. And the Scoratorium kind of melted into a tar pit. That's bad. But your score... Oh, it still works, though. Yes, it does. Let me just reach into this tar pit, hold my feet. Okay. Here okay. you go. Yeah. David. Yeah. All right, let me just brush some of this goopy tar off this sheet of paper. You got this 20 Questions Tuesday challenge in just four questions. Oh, fuck. Just four. And I counted them off. So you know that's how many it was. And that's how you play 
20 questions to stay. This week, we'd like to thank iTunes reviewer Bidget00, whose review title is Brilliant. Thanks, Vidget00. If you like the show, you can follow Vidget00's example and leave us a review on iTunes. Just search for 20 Questions Tuesday on the iTunes store. You can give us a star rating or leave a written review, and we'll thank you on a future episode. For special bonus content and show notes, you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash 20QuestionsTuesday, and follow us on Twitter at 20QuestionsTues. And you can keep up with everything we do at 20QuestionsTuesday.com. Our theme song is Blood Meridian by Curlew, licensed under a Creative Commons 3.0 license. The music you heard under the show this week was by Hugo Drupi Contini, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution license. If you'd like us to use your music, message us on Facebook or Tumblr. Up next, Die Chard, starring a bunch of greens I got at the farmer's market doing a really bad Bruce Willis impression. I'm David Reinstrom. And I'm David Brunel Brutman. Good night. <laughs>